Welcome to Business Startup Success. I'm your host, Glenn Grant. And today's episode, we're going to discuss on how to value your startup to investors. It's actually a critical mistake that quite a few people make on really how to bring the right value to the table when you are dealing with an investor. So let's get into it in today's episode. One of the biggest mistakes that early stage startup companies make is the value of their company and what value they put on it when they're negotiating with early stage investors. Now, think of it from the perspective of when I first entered into investment banking. The year was 1998. And at that time, of course, the dot-coms were blowing up. Everybody had a dot-com or wanted to have a dot-com and everybody had an idea. Most everyone also had an overinflated value of what they thought that idea was worth. And therein lies the rub, as Shakespeare would say. It starts with, what is it that you have? And this is where entrepreneurs fall into the trap. You get so emotionally attached, and it's natural to think that that's worth a whole lot of money. But you have to understand it from a smart money investor standpoint. And we always say, in early stage startups and obviously in investment banking that uh, there's two types of money. There's smart money and then there's friends and family. And friends and family are just that. They're your friends and family that want to see you be successful. They may write you a check for 10 grand or 20 or 30 grand. And then there's a smart, savvy investor that understands valuations. They're looking for some type of liquidity event, some type of exit strategy somewhere in the three to 10 year time horizon. And so when we're looking at value, we have to ask ourselves, what exactly is your business? For example, have you actually created a product? Is the barrier to entry with that product uh, something that you've patented? Or do you have a patent pending? Have you filed a patent pending? Now, of course, There's more value to your company if you've been issued a a patent versus just filing one. But certainly patent pending on a piece of technology has more value. The other issue is, are you pre-revenue? Are you so early stage that uh, you literally don't have any revenue? Or do you have two or three years of revenue, even if it's anemic? That also makes a difference in your valuation. And then it gets down to... Um, what are the barriers to entry for somebody starting a similar business to yours? When I got into startups and working with them in the late 90s, it was just absolutely everywhere. The internet was blowing up. So many people wanted to figure out how to monetize that. And it was just incredible, the ideas that were that were coming you know, to the marketplace. But there's also a lot of other things that go into it than just you've got an idea. One of the key factors is what's the problem and what's the solution? This is advice I would always give my startup clients. Didn't matter how early stage they were, didn't matter what industry sector they were in. It's has your product or your service identified a problem and are you the solution? Is your product or service the solution? And oftentimes, they're me too businesses. They're not really solving any problems. And so the barriers to entry, which again goes and speaks to value, it's not that difficult for your competitor to come into the marketplace and also do what you're doing. 
Or have you spent, you know, as it pertains to value, have you spent a hundred grand, two or three or four hundred thousand dollars of your own money um, on your idea and really advanced it far enough along? That also speaks to value, and that's something that a savvy investor is going to ask you. You know, again, friends and family, they're not worried about valuations. They're there to support you and see you be successful. And it's very typical for one of my early stage startup company clients to have raised, you know, somewhere between 200000 and 500000 in friends and family financing. That can be through some good word of mouth and so forth. Uh, 500000 can be on the high end, but I've seen it in many, many cases. Um, some of my clients uh, or potential clients that I turned away uh, for the following issue had raised way too much money from way too many people. So their friends and family round quickly became something that blossomed to 75 to 100, 150 investors. And now they've raised, you know, a million bucks, two million bucks. It just wasn't done in stages that that make sense for valuation or for the investors. So it's a very critical issue. It's It's also one where entrepreneurs make the biggest mistakes. They tend to overvalue their company tremendously. So the basics, of course, are, you know, are you patent pending? Have you filed a patent? If you've been issued a patent, that's going to give you more value. If you actually have some revenue and some customers, that's going to give you more value. But depending on your industry sector is also another key differentiating factor. You know, if you're a software company with a compelling software solution, maybe you've spent 50 grand or 100 grand in some offshore development and written a program and it took you guys a year, maybe a year and a half, two years. So you've got a real head start on any competitor. There's your barrier to entry. You're doing something in the software sector that nobody else is doing. That's a huge differentiating factor. Um, And you've thrown money behind it and you actually have um, a product, something that you can show. So, you know, that, that, that again speaks to value. A lot of times people have an idea um, and they're not even so much, you can't even say that they're in beta mode. They just, they, they just still have the idea, but they actually haven't made the product or you can't see what it's doing. So there's all these different stages, but you know, back in the dot coms, it wasn't uncommon for me to sit down with somebody and they thought they were worth 10 million pre-money. And that's just absurd. You know, they didn't have any revenues. Uh, they had a good idea. And uh, that was about it. But they thought because they were the first one with that idea that that somehow qualified them for a $10 million valuation. So it's an easy trap to fall into when you're an entrepreneur. You get very emotionally attached to your blood, sweat, and tears that you have into this business. And so it's easy for you to feel like it's worth a lot of money. But you have to put yourself in the investor's shoes, the person that's going to write you that check for 50 grand or 100 grand or 150, whatever. How are they going to get their investment back? Is that going to be a a debt piece? Is it going to be equity? And what's the liquidity of it? You know, this raises on the speaking of value, this raises the other issue of um, you're putting a certain valuation on your, your startup, but the investor is saying, well, how am I going to get my money out? And you may not want to do anything but run the company for 10 or 15 or 20 years and make it a, what we would call a lifestyle company. So 
are you able to identify you know public companies in your sector in your space that could be a potential acquisition target they could acquire you if you could go past proof of concept and actually get out there into the marketplace with some revenue and some clients and be disruptive so you know valuations are a tricky one it takes somebody uh, like an investment banker that's seen hundreds and literally hundreds of startups i remember one time i i've told this story quite a bit but i had a garage full and this is years and years ago so you can imagine what i've accumulated since but i've had a garage full literally just hundreds and hundreds of business plans and executive summaries that i ended up having to toss out because it was just overwhelming so when you're an investment banker and you're working with early stage companies and startups and you're trying to help advise you're seeing anywhere from you know somebody that's not that busy sees maybe five or six deals a month somebody may see 30 to 40 business plans executive summaries and so you're seeing over a period of year it could be up to three to five hundred different ideas different entrepreneurs Uh, we may only sit down with five to eight a month and sometimes i remember in my heyday i was probably sitting down with upwards of 15 to 20 a month that's a lot of people over a period of a year, two years, three years, four years, where you're seeing hundreds of different entrepreneurs, different ideas. So you start to really get a feel for valuation and what's the norm, what's accepted. So needless to say, it's a very, very tricky subject. What kills a startup oftentimes is that they overvalue their company so much and they're so attached to it and smart money investors just you know don't want to get into to a situation like that and so the startup company never ends up getting fully capitalized like it needed to they don't raise the money that they needed to because they're just putting too high of a value on it it's not a fair deal for investors and we're not talking wall street investors you know that's a whole different uh, you know public game we're talking early stage private investors um in and around you know geographic areas from Los Angeles to Orange County or New York, Miami, any of the big cities out there, there's always a healthy audience of private individuals that want to find good ideas to invest in, but the valuation ends up killing it more than any other issue. Um, it, it's right up there with the powers of personality, other things that we're going to talk about in our episode. So, um, just keep in mind that uh, there is a, a, a fair value for your early stage company, depending on the stage that you're at. Understanding that, learning what that is from somebody that's qualified is a real key factor in your ability to raise the money, get your product or your service launched into the marketplace, become uh, revenue generating and actually turn a profit and, uh, and go the distance. One of the biggest mistakes that I see is young entrepreneurs, usually under the age of 30, that have come up with a really compelling idea and think that they're going to be the next unicorn, that they're going to be the next Facebook or the next Google and carry around that arrogance. And so if there's anything I can caution early stage entrepreneurs in having is learn how to develop a real sense of humility be humble because investors are turned off by people that are arrogant. We want confidence in an entrepreneur. We want to see somebody's enthusiasm and excitement. 
But what you don't want to be dealing with is a young person. Let's just use, for example, let's say you're fresh out of college. You're 24, 25, 26 years old. You got a couple buddies. You guys have a great idea. And you're sitting across the table from people in their 50s and in their 60s that have a lot of money and they're smart investors. They want to invest in a startup, but they want a fair deal. And if you come across as knowing everything about the world, that's going to turn people off very quickly. So the biggest advice I can give somebody is be humble. Set aside your pride. Set aside any arrogance. Learn to have humility when you're talking to investors about your valuation. Because I can't tell you how many people I've sat down with over the years time and time and time again that sat across my conference table pitching me on their idea and their sense of entitlement and that this is the next big Google or the next big Facebook. I'm just using them as examples, obviously. And, and, uh, you know, this thing's going to be huge and it's going to go public with this, you know, huge stock price. There are so many levels to funding your startup getting it out there in the marketplace before you can even think about whether it's going to go public. I could do a whole podcast series and I will on, on what it takes to actually be a publicly traded company and to do an IPO. Um, and so there's just a lot of that out there. So the more humble you can be, remember when somebody's going to write you a check for 50 grand, a hundred grand, 200 grand, and they're going to invest in your idea and your product or your service, They're also investing in you. And if they feel that you are humble and that you're you're striking a fair deal on the valuation based on where you're at, which again is several different factors here, then that's going to be a much more successful win-win transaction. But there's nothing that kills a deal quicker than when somebody's very young, very inexperienced, and yet has way too big of a valuation on their company. And uh, they're dealing with people that are older and have more experience and have seen a lot of deals and see it in a completely different, through a different lens, through a different prism. So a key factor. 